Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. There is nobody that holds a candle to the king. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to, like, maybe you, you build some tag teams here. We are the absolute best tag team of all time, bar none, the greatest tag team of all time. Jay White's going to be a star um, no matter where he goes. I'm going to be the guy that spits in the face of cliches. I'm going to be the guy that tells time to f*** off. Man, what in the world is Joe doing? Just standing. And then I thought to myself, maybe he just likes Jericho's music as much as I do. Alexa, congratulations. In front of your hometown tonight in Columbus, you are now the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Of course I'm number one contender. doesn't matter if it's SmackDown Live, Raw. I always said that I was going to take over the women's division, and I proved it here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the back. And your hosts, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leeser. Welcome everybody to Wrestling to the Max, episode 143, part 1. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com. Also, don't forget to go subscribe to Wrestling to the Max. And, of course, that's at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you go do that now. Plus, hey, do us a favor. Go rate and review. Give us five stars. We'll love you forever. Uh, Yeah, that just kind of helps us get the word out there. That's really about it. Plus, we want to hear your comments and your thoughts about the show. Trust me, we take everything you give us and we try to do our best to make the show what's good for you the best way for us to help inform you about different things or maybe we can learn something from you so please do so we appreciate everybody that's already done that i'm your host gary vaughn of course me is mr paul Ezer. hey yo 
And uh, tonight we don't have Sean, sadly. Uh, I think he's got some things going on right now. So hopefully he'll chime in. We'll see if he's able to call in. But for right now, we're going to get through this show and talk a lot about some big topics that are, are very interesting. And some people would say those aren't such big topics. But I think they're very, very interesting topics to get into. Like Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that's right. He's been in a little bit of a rumor mill situation because he wants more. Uh, of course, you know, we've seen him do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but nothing great as of late. So we're going to talk about him. Plus, we're going to talk about Dash Wilder's injury. That's right. He got injured. And yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, plus, we're also going to talk about Ring of Honor. That's right. They are going to be, ta- you know, being in the rumor mills also about setting up a subscription service. So we'll get into that. And plus some Ring of Honor TV tapings that uh, took place. And we'll talk about the one that happened this week. So there you go. We've got a full show ready for you guys. We've got a lot of stuff to get into. I'm super excited about it. Uh, But man, Paul, I mean, there's been a a lot of stuff going on in this world. And we've kind of taken a break from talking about some different things. I just got to tell you, man, I finally went to the movie theater. And Mm -hmm. I haven't been in a long time. I've kind of taken my break, I guess, in a way. Uh, I went and took my daughter to see Boss Baby today. So I, I got back in the theater for the finally. Did did you so. enjoy it? Because the trailer did not seem very good to me. You know what? You saw a, a good part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and there were some other moments that was good, but not great. I, honestly, I did not find myself laughing hysterically through this movie. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um uh, my daughter liked it too, but she didn't laugh the entire way through. And she's the kind that will laugh and laugh and laugh throughout movies, you know? So that's the thing that kind of bummed me out. Cause I expected her to have a lot more laughs coming out of boss baby. So eh, it's just, it's, it's fun. If you want to take your kid to a clean movie, this kind of fun, it's a good one. Other than that, don't expect a ton of laughs, right? You no. Know? So, uh, but we have Mr. Sean Garmer with us, huh? Yes. Do we? Oh, Sean, thank goodness. <laughs> I was getting concerned. Uh, man, it's so good to have you here. And, uh, you know, I, I was worried that you weren't going to be able to be on. We were just talking about Boss Baby. I took my daughter out to see Boss Baby today. So I was just kind of chiming in about that. So, But uh, what's been going on with you, Mr. Garmer? Wait, so are we on right now? Yeah, we are on. We are, we are live. Okay, you could have said that or something. <laughs> well, no, we, we kind of we texted it to you. You just uh, may have missed that text message. It's okay. It's okay. So okay, sorry, I'm reading the wrong uh, text thing. That's why. Ah, so, I, I, the Japanese one is not me. I don't. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, the uh, my mom did the usual taking. Uh, Anaya to Miami to be with uh, it's like it's not only Anaya's birthday during the week it was my other grand my uh, I guess you call it step grandma's birthday mm-hmm. uh, so they kind of celebrate their birthdays together over uh-huh. there so that's what they they did and you know they went to church and whatnot uh, they don't do the the Easter egg deal. Very hardcore, religious uh, Christian on that end. So, but hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You can do uh, stuff at church and not do the the yeah. Easter egg hunting thing. So I didn't really get to do Easter stuff with her. I had to work anyway. But 
eh, at least uh, she got to enjoy it and got the nice surprise that all of a sudden she likes sleeping in her room. Oh, so, that's a nice plus that uh, don't have to worry about no more. She they got her this um, Hello Kitty alarm clock, and now all of a sudden we got this alarm clock that has like a radio on it, and she likes sleeping in her room. So, oh, yay! Man. One thing solved. There you go. Now you just got to get her After to years of her having to sleep with grandma or me or somebody. Yeah. Else. Hey, that's awesome, man. So, so you got that problem. At six so years old. Finally, uh, growing up, I guess, right? That's true. Uh, now you just got to get her into, uh, you know, enjoying Zack Ryder matches, Hello? right? You know, so. Uh, but anyway, I got it. Sean, can you hear us? I don't know if Sean can hear us. Yeah, I think he's having some issues here. Oh, hopefully not. Uh, man, Paul. I mean, anything going on special with you lately? Not really. Not just uh, been hanging out, bowling, doing other stuff. You know, work, all that, all you know, whatever. Yeah, kicking, kicking it real with the the bowling league. That's awesome, man. Mm. You know, uh, that's really cool. So we we just been want to share a little bit. I mean, I I didn't even mention the whole Jesus thing. I got to play Jesus this weekend, so I'm feeling very holy in this episode. But yeah, whoever did your uh, stigmata makeup, by the way, did an incredible job. Thank you. It's, it's my friend Melody. She does an excellent job. So if you live in the DFW area and you need a makeup artist, I know a really good one. Yeah, she's so. phenomenal. And so those pictures look great too. But yeah, I, I kept thinking to myself, "I'm the Walking Dead." Yeah, <laughs> get it? You get it? Oh, that's so sacrilegious. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, guys. I mean, we have a, a lot to talk about here, and we are going to talk wrestling. So let's do it. Let's go ahead and talk some quick hits really quickly here. I do want to start with this Dash Wilder injury, and apparently he broke his jaw at an NXT event this last week, and that is something that I did not want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, the revival is one of those tag teams we're looking forward to so much coming from them jumping onto that raw roster and, you know, really getting a running start in this thing by injuring the new day and all that took place with that. So I I just, it's really, really a big bummer that this has happened to him. And of course, to the revival overall, Paul, I mean, Oh, I hate this. Yeah, this really, really sucks. Uh, They were getting lots of wins they were looking like they were going to be the next feud after whatever they were going to do with Cesaro and Sheamus here. And suddenly that's out the window, uh, which is super unfortunate. So uh, at least, you know, July isn't like next year or something like that to where it just completely derails them. But it's long enough to where maybe some acts get hot enough and suddenly your your plans aren't as important as they were or, or whatever. But... As I said in the Raw review, too, this could actually work out to their benefit, say, by July, that they have um, all the legality stuff worked out and we can get the broken hardies on WWE television. Uh, Suddenly, the revival coming back in with with the broken hardies running about just got way more interesting. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and... You know, with this whole legal situation with the Hardys, I mean, that's our best hope, right? Because other than that, I mean, you're going to have some of the same stuff we've seen so much already on Raw. And that's not appealing at all. So we've got to have the Hardys do some other things to kind of make this thing even more interesting, you know? And so I I feel like, you know, 
the revival can come back and they can probably come back strong. It's just that I hate that this is a big hiccup for them this early in their run, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, you can't help injuries. We've seen this with Finn Balor, you know, he wins the Universal Championship and the next thing you know, he's gone for all, an entire year. And we've seen this with other NXT stars coming up and just, you know, finding their way to that big, you know, stage and then getting injured. So I hate this. It's a big deal for, you know, fans of the revival. I mean, Sean, are you with us? I can't hear Sean. We've had some audio issues all of a sudden. I don't know where Sean can't hear us. So, Sean, if you can hear us at all, let us know. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Paul. I mean, here's the thing. Do you think it – hey, Sean, can you hear us? Okay, okay. I thought it was him saying something. Do you think this is going to mess up the revival at all? Like, do you think this is going to to get people where they're like, "Oh, who are they again?" Or do you think they can kind of rebound from this? You know, I mean, they haven't super established them yet. They've had the one thing with the new day. They've had uh, a couple of wins here or there, but it's not like they're super set in into a program or anything like that right now, especially after the Superstar uh, shakeup where the New Day got moved and all this stuff. You do lose the little bit of momentum they had, uh, which which is very unfortunate, but, uh, you know, hopefully, like I said, July is only, what, two, three months away? Like, I I don't feel like it's so serious an injury that it's, it's going to be like eight months and suddenly nobody remembers who these guys are as far as casuals go or anything like that. So I I think they'll be okay. Uh, but you you never know this day and age either. Yeah, you don't. You know, it sure is. You know, once again, a, a big bummer. And we'll be you know following this story along and really just kind of hoping the best for the the revival because this is a team that I really feel like they were going to give a lot of depth and they were going to also be a new spark for this raw tag team division. Mm -hmm. And with them no longer a part of that, I'm just so concerned. We're going to kind of see the same old same. And and that is not good, at least in my book, because we just talked about this when we did our raw review, we kind of talked a little bit about that. We had a match that I kind of felt like we'd seen too many times already. So, We'll get into that, and, and we'll really kind of figure out, you know, from here. But I, I think that they need to get back as soon as they can. Uh, let's talk about Shelton Benjamin. Now, Shelton Benjamin's a guy that, you know, once again, another guy that was supposed to be jumping on to SmackDown Live, found out that he was, uh, you know, needing surgery, had to go get surgery, took his time. And now, you know, they say, well, he's healthy again. He can come back. But right now, he's in a situation where he never even got signed with WB. So this is kind of an, an interesting situation because of the fact that, you know, that injury went down and he wasn't technically a part of the WB roster at the time. So what do you think is going to go on with this, Paul, from here with this Shelton Benjamin situation and the plans that, you know, could be going on for him in the future? You know, uh, the really interesting part in all this is that the injury apparently happened or uh, came up during the physical that you have to do before they sign you. Uh, And that's why the contract never got signed and all this other stuff. And it's really odd that they were airing video packages if all that was true. But it it is what it is at this point. Um, Whether Shelton comes back or not uh, is sort of up in the air from what uh, he said on his Twitter page. It's... It's not like anything is set in stone for him to be there. It's not like there's a spot waiting for him. And with all the new talent that they just got brought up and all the shifting around they did, I don't know if there's really 
a place for Shelton on the card anymore. But, you know, it, we could still see him here. He's still, he's working indies. He's he's going to be working actually here in Dallas for VIP Wrestling uh, at their next show, Kings of the South, and I think it's at the end of this month. Um, so, I mean, he's out there. He's being booked in places. Whether this means, like, yeah, I mean, he could go back to New Japan, too, for all we know. But as of right now, he's he's free agent, and, you know, best of luck to him. I wonder if the uh, fans would care in New Japan if all of a sudden they bring him back for Suzuki Gun, even though his spot kind of got taken already. So that would be interesting. Uh, maybe him and Zack Sabre Jr. can have a match to see if uh, loser leaves Suzuki Gun or something. Uh, wouldn't complain about that, honestly. But uh, I, you know, the thing is with him, I, on, he could. Uh, Hey, if Drew McIntyre's back doing an NXT run, why not Shelton Benjamin? They need people. Where Where's a spot in that show, though? Like, I feel like th- after everything that's happened recently, and, and you know they have, like, they, they freshened it up some and moved people along, but I, I don't see Shelton fitting in there well, well either, like... There's always a spot for somebody in NXT. They can decide to take one of those uh, squash matches off and have him on there. I, I just don't. If you're going to make a spot for another older guy to come back because he's having sort of a indie resurgence, I mean, couldn't you say the same thing for Shelton? Uh, I don't know. There's if you want to just have Jordan. him on your roster... I'm just saying, if you want to just have him on your roster and you don't have a spot for him on SmackDown or Raw, it's something you can you can do. I, I mean, you're not wrong. It's just I, it doesn't really interest me to see him in NXT at all, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they could add him to NXT. They could do different things with him. It, it just makes me really wonder if their interest is waning since they had first started this conversation. And I understand what kind of value he is because he's a big-time talent, but also we also don't know the money situation, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know what they promised him then and what they're going to say they're going to give him now because he never officially signed. So that handshake you could have gotten from Triple H or from whoever else in WWE could have said X number of dollars and then it changed completely to a different amount. And now that they've had their whole change up on their rosters and everything has kind of evolved, he's no longer a priority. He's no longer a big deal after WrestleMania or during WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. that could be something that we, we, we really haven't mentioned about it that could be a big part of this as well. And I mean, I haven't seen Shelton Benjamin complain, say anything bad in WWE, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think it's maybe just not working out right now. It could maybe a couple of years from now, maybe a year from now. I, who knows? I just wonder if maybe WWE decided that, you know, because remember they were supposed to have all these, and I mean, they could still show up for the tournament or whatever and not show up for anything else, but they were supposed to have all these, you know, Kelly Kelly and Eve Torres and all these people come back and they didn't come back either and maybe they with all the people they brought up they said uh, we don't need all this uh you know same thing with like the headbangers didn't stay very long they decided we don't need all this these veterans coming back and mm-hmm. they uh they decided oh well 
we're just going to stick with the, the NXT guys and Shelton, we kind of don't have a spot for you now. And, you know, who knows what it is. I, I still think that he could help the, uh, the people coming up in NXT if you want to have a guy or uh, don't know that he'd want to be there to be a trainer or anything like that. But, again, if you want to give him a spot because you feel bad that he, he got hurt, if, if that's ever a conversation you have. But I'm just starting to wonder if they decided, well, we don't need to – because, never that was a big deal. Like, at first they wanted – that's why gender was there. And uh, I, I have a feeling if, if let's say, Kurt Hawkins or gender – are having the same problem they're going through this too because they may not have a job right now if we're talking about a few months down the line after the brand extension has worked and they go well i don't know that we need all these com- people coming back from before just let's use people we got yeah no i think you're right on that they're, they're looking at, you know, I'm sure multiple situations and, and the talent they have, you know, and I'm always interested in how they do that, right? Of how they evaluate, you know, who's worth keeping around, who's not really doing anything for them. And it just, it, it really does kind of boggle your mind with a guy like Sheldon Benjamin and how much he could offer. Like, why you couldn't make him a deal. I, I definitely don't think he's ready for a developmental deal where he's, you know, training or coaching. Because I think the guy wants to offer so much more in the world of wrestling until he gets to that point in his career where he's just, you know, sitting back and helping. So, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. And I think you guys brought some great points to this. We'll have to follow Sheldon Benjamin and kind of see what he actually is going to do. But I would love to see him in New Japan again. That'd be I wonder out. if... Uh... Only I could think of is him doing something with like they they don't they didn't do anything with Kurt Angle in American Alpha. I wonder if having Shelton you know do something with American Alpha to spruce it up a bit, or, or it's the only thing that comes into my mind other than just being a guy. Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing: I don't understand why Impact hasn't got this guy. Like he's a free agent. Why not? Why don't they have him? signed to a deal, right? They're they're supposed to be, you know, making a big deal about the fact that they've got so many new talent. I get it. They're using a lot of Jeff Jarrett's guys from his Global Force Wrestling, but come on, you can still add a guy like Sheldon Benjamin and really boost your roster up, I think. It might be the same idea where they've approached him and he just said no. I <laughs> but they're like, well, we have Karen Jarrett here. Why you don't want you want to come? Maybe God. that's what they are like. He's like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> it's like, I mean, what is the uh, plus side there? Yeah, really. Like, I'd rather go hang out with Bobby Fish. So, uh, but who knows? Uh, we'll see what happens with Sheldon Benjamin. Let, you know, let's move I on. I think I'd talk. rather go hang out with Bobby Fish, too, than hang out with Karen Jarrett on a show. Hey, heck yeah. Come on, really. The, the the possibilities are way greater. Um, but I, I want to jump into what, you know, is going around when it comes to the world of rumors, and that's about Bray Wyatt. Now, Bray Wyatt has been a guy that we've seen kind of do it, you know, he's had to do uh, whatever the company asked him to do and when it comes to these storylines and all the above. Um, but there's rumors that he's really lobbying backstage that he needs more, that he needs to have, you know, better storylines that he wants some things creatively different. 
so he can get back to where I think he felt like he once was. And it, it's just been a, a kind of a weird, I don't know, I want to say a downward spiral, but it's just kind of a weird flow of his career right now and the situations that they put him in creatively. I mean, this is, once again, it's a rumor, so we can't say that this is a fact or this is something that we've, you know, got official word on. But how do you feel about this situation overall? Because I'm really kind of curious how you guys feel about Bray, but not only that, how you feel that the guys backstage in that creative department feel. This is kind of interesting because apparently they never reached a decision about who was going over in the World Heavyweight title match at WrestleMania until the day of, and that really frustrated him uh, because apparently they went back and forth on whether he was going to retain or not. He's also very uh, apparently upset about the move to Raw because he feels like it's not as open uh, and there's not as much for him to do over there for whatever reason. But it's I can understand the frustration Whenever you're in something, um, you're in something so hot with Randy, and then suddenly they just take all that momentum away, and you're sort of left scrambling, doing promos about a guy who's not even on the show, and you can't interact with face to face or anything like that. So, I understand the frustration. I, I, there's a lot for him to do on Raw with a bunch of the new guys. It just all depends, really, on how far they're going to let him go. Uh, there's like I mean, obviously he's feuded with pretty much everybody over there except for Seth and and Joe and some of the other you know newer guys that they have in the top of the card. But I mean, it's not like they can't come up with something or or whatever. But I him and Finn is an insanely intriguing idea too. But I mean, you know he's not going over Finn either. So yeah, especially if they're having Finn go out there and be in squash matches on. Raw, uh, you're not uh, having Bray just go on and and win. I, that's the thing, though. We've we've it's weird. It feels like he should have said this uh, a long time ago, right? Or that this should have come out a long time ago. And it's weird that you know we're just hearing about this now or maybe he's just finally gotten vocal about it now because he finally won the championship and then you don't really seem to know what's going on with him and that's that's not good like i understand on his perspective you're the champion you're telling him that he's going to have this sort of longest run with it and then he loses at wrestlemania like we all thought he would and it's just like how do you piss too like, hey, I finally got my chance to prove that I can do something. I don't know that it was going over all that well, but you're in a few with Randy Orton. I mean, it's not a whole lot you can do there. The dude's not the most uh, exciting person. But it, it, it did something for Randy as far as the, the arson thing and all that. I just, I don't know. what Bray's been directionless forever, so I, it's kind of weird that we're just now getting into this whole, hey, Bray's upset about what's going on with him. Yeah, you know, I don't. I think probably it's been a situation where he's kind of felt like he's needed to listen to what they have to say 
and not put too much, you know, of his own opinions into it, Paul, because, you know, he, he knows I could possibly get him more in trouble than really help him. But the situation that has come about, really, he's in a no-win situation, right? And, and it's almost like it's time for him to step up and start, you know, making his voice heard because he's got a great point. There's really no room for him to do great things on Raw. And you're going to have names they want to get over more than anybody else. You've got Braun Strowman right now on fire. Mm-hmm. You've got Roman. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Reigns and Brock Lesnar, two guys that are going to be in the top no matter what they do, unless they completely just dissolve socially in you know their society. Um, and then, of course, you know you also have a few other guys that they kind of like and they put in a big picture, like Dean Ambrose. I mean, right now he's in the mid-card, but would be a surprise one day if he pops up. Seth Rollins is up. My God, the list is going on and on, and I haven't even completed everything. So that's the deal, and I think that's why Bray Wyatt's finally saying, look, guys, I get it. You wanted me to come over maybe to kind of have a, just a spark, a big name, but you're really hurting me here because now I'm going from being a world champion to being somewhere possibly in a mid card, but really no direction at all. Mm-hmm. And this is just bad news for my career. I, what, what can happen next? I mean, are you going to put me, you know, on two five live or somewhere else where it doesn't make a lot of sense because this is just not going anywhere for me. So I, I just think that that's why he's finally making his voice heard it's probably the breaking point, you know. This is always something that I find really interesting with WWE guys is when when do they finally draw the line of hey, I'm a company guy and I'm going to do what you tell me to hey, I'm I'm this guy and I feel like I could really do something for the company if you let me and you know, now you're sort of derailing me. Like when when do you cross that line and like where's the when do you finally have enough? Like, some guys it seems to go on a lot longer, some guys it's a lot shorter, but I, that's always something I'd be interested to hear from, from any wrestler that's ever worked in the WWE if you ever had a shot at the main event. Like, where where's the line for you, you know? Uh, I think uh, it even says on the report, though, that it's one of those... He. It seems like he didn't feel it until he was champion that he had the ability to really stand up and say something. Mm-hmm. That now that he won the championship, he should be viewed differently, right? And that's that's the truth. Like once you are telling somebody that we think you're good enough to carry our brand in a way, whether it's for two months or a year, 
you should be viewed in a different light than somebody that's just been perennial mid card or or even lower. You know, it's some guys are vocal regardless, but it seems like the respect thing comes from okay, once I hit that level I win a championship, I now have the ability to have a little bit of say. And maybe he feels like again that they've been telling him this and he goes, Look, uh you kind of sabotage my me being a champion. This is this is where I draw the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. That WrestleMania match was terrible, so I'm sure that doesn't leave a great piss in his mouth either. Right. I you know, but like we were saying earlier, like he's been sort of mishandled. I think since the Cena feud after that. So, like, but I want to know whose idea that was, though. It took this long like, for them to cross the line. Is is all I was getting. Like this is. This is where he draws it now, you know, like that's, that's interesting to me. I think too, it's like the thing with the brands is difficult, right? Because you think you're finally going somewhere on SmackDown and then you get shifted over to a show where we talk about it and I'm sure he's not an idiot. He knows who's on that brand and who's important to that company and. He goes, oh, here I go again. I'm just wandering around in the darkness, literally, mm-hmm. because they have they don't really have anything for for me important to do. Now, great, he's in a feud with Finn, but we just talked about how he's not going to come up on the the other end of that, right? I mean, if he was book stronger, that he could have had a feud with Brock, you know, but. I'd hate for him to be in a feud with Brock right now because it'd be worse than him having this feud with Finn, honestly. Yeah, Squash City. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm a huge fan of Bray Wyatt, and I think a lot of him, and I just want the best for him. And, you know, at least he's letting his voice be heard, and at least they know he cares about what he's doing in his craft. And he's not just saying yes, 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 and letting himself go down, you know, to the bad, you know, place in his career i just i really really hope that they do find a way to adjust things to move him in a place where he can be successful and continue what he was doing and that's just being a creepy guy that is very much a mystique and and a a guy that really kind of does scare people in a way so i want to see i I really do want to see him getting back in some title picture even if we have to go to back to the mid card for him but do something to really make him feel important again. And, and we'll see what that is in the near future. But, yeah, they haven't done really much of anything with him so far. Um, I do want to talk about something really quickly before we move on to some Ring of Honor talk here. Uh, Rusev and Lana, as we know, moved uh, to a different show, right? They're now on SmackDown Live. And when they come back, there's been talks that they're going to get a split. And with these two superstars... It could work in several different ways, but I mean, I, I think that they could, you know, have some success with Rusev without Lana because you know they've done it before, really, and there's not much of a, a problem with. It, I think Kim. It's the curiosity of how well Lana will make it on her own. I think for a lot of people because we've yet to really see that in a clear picture because she'll be wrestling instead of just you know standing around. So. I don't know, guys. I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you think the split's going to be successful for either of them, or do you think one's going to be left in the dust? 
you know, it didn't really work out well for him the first time around. Uh, Rusev sort of... I mean, and granted, they weren't booked strongly either. Like, Lana became side piece for other people, and Rusev just kind of dilly-dallied around, and that that was it. I mean, we know Rusev can sort of hold his own on the microphone, so it's not like he absolutely needs Lana, but I, I don't know. I feel like Lana adds something to the gimmick in a way. Uh, maybe not as much as it did when they first got there, but even still, like, they, they have good chemistry together. It works. I, I don't... But if they're intent on trying to get Lana over on her own, then I, wrestling seems like a, a bad way to do that. She doesn't seem to be overly talented in that respect. I mean, for me, as long as uh, she's decent enough, I, I think you're you're fine in that regard. I mean, you've got veterans over there that can help her along. If you're trying to have her have the Eve Marie role, where she, I mean, she's not going to think character, but of the person that you kind of really want to build the division around, but you just don't want to say it because you like the way she looks or, or whatnot. At least she's been trying in NXT, and we've seen her be on house shows, and she was decent in that WrestleMania match where she was obviously protected being in a multi-person environment. But I don't have a problem with it. I don't see why they have to be split up in order for her to do in, in order for her to wrestle unless we're going to split them up entirely from the fact of all of a sudden Lana is not going to speak Russian anymore and all that kind of stuff which we've talked about a bunch of different times of you know they're going to pull that trigger they already did it on Total Divas where she just completely herself she t- makes no bones about she's playing a character and she turns the accent on when there's something WWE related and then she's the American uh, girl trying to get married on Total Divas so you know as could they go I mean we've seen them do this right with with Total Divas involved they automatically make this assumption that you're watching it and oh well uh, all of a sudden hey Lana's here and hey she's not Russian anymore or whatever. I, I hope they don't have to make them like split, as in they're not. They're supposed to try to make it seem like they are having some kind of problem in order for Lana to wrestle. But let's see how they handle this. I, I'm going to be kind of upset if they have to. If Vince is still in this mode of, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna screw them up. Damn it! And and uh, you know. And make it seem like they had to split up in order for Lana to do her thing. Hopefully, it's just one of those where she just says, "Hey, Rusev," you know, uh, or Rusev just tells her, "Hey, uh, let me uh, do this thing on my own." And then she, you know, I don't, I don't know how they could present it in storyline about Lana wanting to wrestle and Rusev being okay with it, but I'd hope they go that route, not some contrived "I hate you now" thing. Yeah, and it's going to be kind of interesting if they do that, you know, and do that whole process again. And 
I'm just, you know, really curious to see, you know, if they're going to try to completely overhaul Lana's character and do that, or if they're just going to do that slow kind of change and just kind of say, you know what, I I don't want to be the same. It would not surprise me if we don't even see them together. Like, they kind of just do their own thing immediately. Um, But, you know, on the other hand, I could see the other way as well, so... I just thought it was interesting, you know. I really did because, you know, we've seen them together for so long now. And it's just going to be so different, you know, seeing Rusev be the guy he is. And especially with them doing the whole handsome Rusev thing. Are they going to keep that up? That's another question, too, you know. So. Well, uh, I want to, you know, kind of throw out something that's uh, kind of interesting as well. Uh, Ring of Honor has been talking about doing a subscription service. Uh, you know, and this is kind of interesting because of the fact that they do have kind of their own thing going on their website, but nothing like they're talking about here, Paul. Yeah, it's it's just a development. Like, it's not a sure thing. It's also, you know, another rumor thing. But, I mean, it's the big thing that's been holding them back from even releasing their, their full content uh, as uh, video on demand on their website or anything like that was all the copyright claims they have from using... Um, studio music and you know mainstream album stuff like that so uh that that's been a big deal and they would obviously have to dub over all that if they're going to release all of their content and you know i mean it's i feel like it's harder for companies that are like ring of honor i mean ring of honor certainly has more content than everybody they've been on tv for a while so they have all that they have their old shows from way back too so I mean, there's plenty for them to put up there. It's just, I can't imagine this is going to be all that cheap, especially them having to dub over some hundred, you know, 200 shows before they get to the part where they started using, uh, where they started licensing music in 2009-ish. You know, uh, it's hard to feel bad for a company that's owned by a big old corporation that could easily delegate or hire people that are that know their stuff when it comes to to digital media and how to do the overdubs or get a music company to make original music or whatever and start working on that um you know wwe does it yes they have a lot of experience doing it but again it's not like there's not people out there that sinclair could go find to start building this up if they really want to make this happen. Uh, but anything that has to do with Sinclair or ROH at this point, I kind of just put in the rumor mill and don't pay a lot of attention to it because we hear rumors about Ring of Honor and Sinclair doing stuff all the time, and then nothing happens. So until there's an actual product, that's sort of when I'll get excited. I mean... Uh, they obviously care about their content. Uh, you know, they made sure that they killed the that Ring of Honor archive that was going around for a little while uh, for a reason because they want you to to buy their video on demand content. They want you to be part of the ringside thing so you can get their old stuff. Just really wish they would come up. There's got to be some people there that see the value. Of the network, I understand that all of a sudden, once you have something like that, you can't charge $35 for a pay-per-view, and that's probably what bothers them. But 
you gotta get with the times at some point, Ring of Honor. Yeah. No, exactly. And you know, I think of Ring of Honor as being the one of those companies that, you know, they have high aspirations. They really do try to reach for the stars, but yet some of the big ideas that they have just never get full uh attention and not only that they just never come to fruition completely so this subscription thing is interesting it's neat but i I just i'm very leery of it actually coming into play and and actually taking place i could see him getting you know almost there and then just shutting it all down who knows um but at the end of the day you know, Ring of Honor has a catalog of great content. They have so much that they could offer. It's just going to be up to them how they want to delegate it and how they're going to figure this whole thing out. And like Sean said, I mean, they've got a big corporation behind them that could really, you know, get them some good hands on their product and really get them some ideas on what they can do. It's just, are they willing to, you know, spend the funds on it? I have a lot of concerns that they're probably not at this time. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's going to take place with all that. And, you know, Ring of Honor, once again, I mean, uh, they have so many, you know, great things to offer. It's just, you know, sometimes you just don't know what they're thinking. Um, You know, one last thing before we get out of quick hits here, guys. And and this is kind of a funny piece of news that I just had to talk about really quickly here. And, Sean, you're going to love this. But Big E is now going to be officiating weddings if you need him. Think about that. God. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I could you see it? Oh man. Could you see it with him? I just uh I Biggie, you know, next time we know some you know, somebody we all mutually know has a wedding, we gotta try to get Biggie here. Yeah. I just wanna know what he's charging though. That's the only thing that makes me terrified is how much is he charging, and do I get a free box of bootios when he comes? <laughs> I mean, that's the dream, isn't it? Married by Big yeah. E and a box of bootios. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, it's in a right. <laughs> Booty- bootios get thrown at you, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's endless. You don't need cake. You just get some of those, you know, what do they call them? I don't know, the popsicle things that they have, you know? Yeah, just after the news, he's there with the bag and the ladle and just pouring them down the bride and groom's uh, throats after they're done. Yes! (laughs) Nothing says married like that. Oh, that's awesome. Man, now I want this to happen. Now I want to go to a wedding with him there. (laughs) Man, you know, my wife decorates for weddings and does that kind of stuff. I'm just going to see if she can get him on the, the pricing and figure this out. Uh, I did wonder how much he charges, though. I mean, it's got to be a pretty good amount. I'm sure you're not spending anything less than $2,000, probably just to get him to show up. So, mm-hmm. But uh, that, that would be just to be a blast. Man, if anybody's getting married, you know, that's listening to us right now, please do this so we can hear about it. We can watch the video. Um, but anyway, I just had to throw that out there. I thought that was hilarious. I mean, he's bringing the power of positivity to, to weddings everywhere in one near you, probably. So That's quick hits for us, though, guys. Uh, we had a few things here to talk about, but we are going to move on now. And we've got to talk some Ring of Honor TV. And so let's go ahead and jump into that. We had a few things that are kind of interesting here, Paul, that really uh, bring us into what's going to happen next. 
Absolutely. Just let me get there on my notes here real fast. Uh, they do open with uh, with a quick uh, a quick recap or a uh, a quick like what's the word I'm looking for like a quick prologue of what the main event for the evening is going to be. Uh, they're calling it a wild card eight man tag. Essentially, two teams of four are randomly chosen. The winning team gets to go on to have a fatal four way the next week. Uh, with the winner getting a future world title shot. Um, the teams are, uh, we'll just go ahead and talk about the match now. Jay White, Jay Lethal, Adam Page, and Silas Young team up to take on Hanson, Cole Cabana, Leo Rush, and Bobby Fish. Uh, for me, it was slow to start. It, it eventually finds its way to the fun stuff you expect from the multi-man tags where everybody's doing the big spots and everything. And uh, Lethal ends up catching Rush with the Lethal Injection to get the win for his team after Adam Page sort of walks out on him um, after Lethal inadvertently ran into him earlier. And this allows Kazarian to come out and attack him, so they keep all that going. But next week in that four-way, it'll be Lethal, White, Page, and Young trying to battle it out for the world title shot. What's your thoughts on this, Gary? You know what? This is just a lot of fun. I could sit here and try to break down everything that took place, but this was just a ton of fun to watch. Um, it, you know, you're right, Paul. This did start a little slow. I think once you get to the meat of it, though, it really started to pick up pace. And of course, you get to some of the interminglings of the feuds taking place now, and uh, there's just a lot going on. The one thing I, I took away from this is, you know, they had so much that they needed to get across in this show that this is probably one of their better ways of doing that. Not only that, you know, it's kind of interesting to me, too, that Lego Rush, you know, was the one that got the pin, you know, took the pin, excuse me. Um, so that was kind of interesting because it makes me wonder if at this time they kind of understood he was on his way out, you know. Mm-hmm. So they, they were just, yeah, we'll, we'll let him lose. Uh, and Jay Lethal being the guy that gets the victory also says something to me, too, because for a while now, Jay Lethal has not exactly done a whole lot. And we got to see that awesome uh match when he was you know the uh the the, the bell and a rope match what do you want to call that um that was great between him and cody uh Rhodes. but besides that just has not done a lot so it was nice to kind of see him get a little bit of a victory here look good everybody else involved was just awesome um so i mean i, I think it was pretty solid for the most part yeah i mean Lethal, I think, still has the title shot that he earned from the 15th anniversary show, too. I don't think he's cashed that in yet, at least as far as I'm aware. So, um, if he happens to win next week, does that mean he has two? Or are we just going to forget about 15th anniversary? I don't know. but Uh, It seems like very WWE of them to do that, right? Yeah, it it would be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, please don't do that, Ring of Honor. Um, No, that's a great point. And I wish, you know, if Jay Lethal remembered this, he would bring it up too because it really doesn't need to be in the match then. Really, whoever wins that, if anything else, they face Jay Lethal to move on, you know, to get a title shot. So... I don't know. That is very funny, though. It really is. And if Jay Lethal wins, it's kind of pointless. Right. Kind, yeah. Kind of pointless. Like I said, unless we're forgetting about 15th anniversary, which you never know. They could. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show proper actually opened with Caprice Coleman taking on Chris Sabin. Uh, Leo Rush is out here, too. He sort of gets involved after Kenny gets involved. And uh, you have a whole bunch of screwy finish here. But Chris Sabin does defeat uh, Caprice with a with a sunset flip, essentially. Uh this is sort of, I had the same feelings about this as the main event. It's a little dull at the start. 
Saban sort of starts kicking it up, and then both guys sort of start doing the big stuff. And I mean, it's fine overall. I just it wasn't overly thrilling for me as uh, the Rebellion and Seek and Destroy, which is the Motor City Machine Gun led contingent of all the rookies who have pretty much left the company now, uh, continues to rage on. Yeah, th- this is nothing to write home about at all. I, I it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they both these guys are pretty good wrestlers and they put their time in, but it, it was nothing that was super special. Leo Rush kind of helps the thing along, you know. Of course, you got Kenny King interfering too at times. I just I didn't walk away with this, you know, one way or the other, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, and nice for you know Chris Saban, but besides that, you know, it is what it is. Exactly. Uh, we get some recap of the six-man tag team title match from the, the last week's show. Uh, they also let us know that the Top Prospect Tournament finale will be shown next week on Ring of Honor TV as Josh the Good Woods takes on John Skyler. So, uh, got all that to look forward to. Uh, last little bit to talk about here. Cheeseburger and Will Ferrara team up to take on Repugni Vice. I really enjoyed the crap out of this match. It's it's just It starts out with the, the fun little bits with Rocky and Cheeseburger going back and forth. Uh, it, it builds up into some really great wrestling. Cheeseburger and Ferrara actually get a lot more than I ever thought they would during this, and um, it's not enough, however, for them to overcome as uh, Cheeseburger eats strong zero, and uh, they lose. And once again, Will Ferrara walks out on Cheeseburger after the match and doesn't even do the Code of Honor. So, incoming split for that team. Uh, Rapogny Vice looks strong here. I, I like I said I really enjoyed this. This is the best part of the show for me. You know, it was a lot of uh, of interesting because of the fact that I kind of felt like this was a New Japan match. You know, I know it sounds kind of funny for me to say that, but some of the hilarious, just over the top things that took place in this match, just I thought, man, this could have been in a New Japan show, and that's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think that you're right. This is probably one of the biggest highlights of the show. I think they really put in a good effort on both, uh, you know, tag teams in this and everything involved. So I don't know, Paul. I mean, I think for the most part, they just gave you a good outing. And, you know, it's no surprise to me that Repugni Vice won this match. And not only that, that we had Rule Ferrara kind of uh, walk out again, right. like the normal thing. And I, and I can't, honestly, I was waiting for it during the match, to be honest with you. I thought this big matchup was going to be like you know close to where they'd win, and then you know he Ferrara to kind of screw it up, or Cheeseburger would, and one would turn on the other and it'd be gone before the match was over. I kind of mm-hmm. thought that would happen. So little surprise they waited till the end here, but you know it, it was good. Yeah, I agree with you, and that, that pretty much covers this week's Ring of Honor. Not exactly the most exhilarating episode, or the most important as far as stories and stuff like that goes, but. Um, hopefully, I mean, next week should be pretty awesome. So let's hope for best. Well, uh, let's hope for better even if I can learn how to speak English. Yeah. <laughs> it's cause I mentioned Japan. That's the only reason. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, uh, I can't wait for next week to see, you know, what happens in ring of honor. 
Uh, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up everything we have for you tonight, uh, everybody. We thank you for you know coming out and joining us tonight, and of course, you know we'll be back with you guys on Thursday for part two of this show. Uh, Paul has a wedding to go to, so he won't be with us sadly. Uh, but me and Sean are looking forward to carrying this thing and really getting you involved in some great discussions when it comes to Impact Wrestling, some other big wrestling topics to get into, and a lot more. So don't miss part two of this show. It's going to be a blast. And, of course, you know, uh, we also have the SmackDown Live and the 205 Live shows that will be taking place this week along with NXT those review shows will be great too so trust me you're going to be looking forward to those uh because they're just full of great content um once again w2mnet.com don't forget about it it's one of the best places you can go to find some of the greatest content when it comes to the world of wrestling and the podcast and of course everything that we have to offer you guys also once again don't forget to subscribe to wrestling of the max go rate and review do all that great stuff and you know uh we hope that you've enjoyed your time here and uh for myself for paul and for sean if you guys aren't living life to the max you're not living life at all you know it later everybody later Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.